This is Listen and Lattes, a very, very imperfect podcast brought to you by me, Rosemary Watson. I'm a mom of six. I'm a wife to one. I've got a lot of businesses going on in my atmosphere. I've got a lot of different projects. And really, truly, I just love connecting with people. And this podcast is one way that I get to connect with my audience. So buckle up. We're about to get a lot of information in your ears. officially the first episode of this new series for July. I'm so excited because I'm back in my car. I'm not sitting in front of a computer. I don't have my mic on. I'm not on Zoom with people. It's just me doing my thing that I used to do all the time, having quick little chats with you over a drive. So I'm driving home from my office at Thrive, co-working for women, and had kind of a long day. I'm real tired, but I know that I need to get going on these recordings, and I think this is the perfect way to start. It's back what I'm used to. So going into the content and coaching offer, um, a really big piece of the first two weeks is really getting your foundation of your business kind of in place, and so we're going to dive into a lot of different topics in that pillar. Obviously, I'm not going to go over everything, but I want to talk a little bit about like our mindset around people pick their business name. And actually, this is a question that I get from a lot of people, and it's not even just your business name, right? You're going to need to name a lot of different things in your business. You're not only going to have to pick like what your business is called, but if you have any kind of specific offerings or services or any kind of like um, proprietary thing that you do, you're going to have to come up with creative names. And I used to say to people, like, honestly, the name doesn't really matter. You can always rebrand. You can always change the name. But there's a lot of things that go along with choosing your business name. And I think people have a lot of um, roadblocks when it comes to picking what they want to call their business. So the number one thing I like to tell people is, is this something that you are um, going to be the face of your brand? Or is it something that's going to require a lot of different people? Is this something where, like if you're a service-based business, is it something that you are expected to deliver the service? Or is it something that other people are going to do too? Is this a business that you want to sell in the future? Or is this something that's going to live and die with you as a person running your business? Um, I get that question a lot because a lot of people don't know, like, should I just name the business after myself? Like, I have an umbrella company called Rosemary Watson Productions, and it's going to be real hard for me to sell a business that's my name. So I intend to keep hold of Rosemary Watson Productions, but I have developed a lot of sub brands underneath me with the intention of having people not expect me to do the work. And that was a big piece of why I chose Artisan Creative Media Agency when I built this agency was because I didn't want people to expect me to be the one that was always taking the photos or always building the websites or always designing the brand identities. Like I wanted the intention of like, we are building a team. Other people than just I are executing the work. My role as the founder of the company and as the visionary of the company, and we're going to dig a little bit more into what visionary means. It's not just like a cute term. It's actually like a role and a position in the EOS framework. And again, sit tight. I will explain more about what the EOS framework is and why we use it in our business in a different episode. But today we're just talking about naming. So back to Artisan, the reason I chose that name is because I wanted every, like any client that came up, I wanted them to know I am the founder of this company. I am 
right now functioning as like the CEO of the company. So I am not designing your stuff. I am not taking your photos. I am not writing your copy. I am not posting on social media. Our team does that together. My whole job is to make my team function well. That is what my role in this company is. My role is not to be the world's best social media manager. My role is to cultivate a team of social media managers and have them be the most talented people in the room. So that was the intention that I set in place. So when you're thinking about your business and if you're thinking about naming it after yourself, really be intentional on that. Like, are you the one that the client is going to be um, engaging with every single day or is it going to be other people? If it's other people, it's probably smarter to pick a different name. Um, And so that being said, I think people also need to be clear when they choose a name of like choosing words that are going to attract the ideal client. So to me, when you're picking a name, it's a really good idea to have an idea of who you want to serve first. So it doesn't have to be super clear. It's not like you have to have your ideal client avatar decided out the gate, right? But it's a good idea if you know that you want to do, um, so for example, just today I had this business idea with a client, a friend of ours too, who is a business coach. Um, She had put coaches on like money mindset and like abundance coaching in people's businesses. And I had an idea of like, okay, like, you know what we should do is create like almost an agency of coaches where we can refer each other. It's almost like a database or like, a, like for lack of a better word, a dating app, you know, where people who are looking for coaches can go on this website and see all the different coaches that we have in our network and then find the person that fits them the most at the moment. And then we can obviously do referrals, all of that stuff. And the first thing that Misty said when I told her this was like, well, what are we going to name it? And I was like, well, that kind of doesn't really matter as much. But I was like, but I get it. Like when you move forward with a project, it's really fun to kind of know what you call it. And to me, whenever I think of new businesses or take on new projects, it's one of the first things that like I get really excited about. It's like, what are we going to call it? And so we were, you know, we talked about like, do we want coaching in the name or is this the kind of business that we can call it kind of whatever we want? We can just pick a any word out of thin air, either a real word that exists or like a made up word. And can we give the meaning behind the word? Like, can can we build a brand that will give the word meaning instead of calling it something what it is? So we, that was what our big question was. Like, do we call it, you know, the coaching database? So like Brooke Castillo has the life coach school. That's very clear what she offers and what you're going to her for versus what we came up with, we were like, no, we actually don't think we need necessarily the name coaching in the name of the business. I think what we want to do is do something creative that really expresses the transformation that people are going to go on, right? Like any kind of coaching program you go on, you're going to experience a transformation. So like, what is a word that encapsulates like that feeling? And I told her like, you know, I want people to know that like, when you go into a coaching container with whoever the coach is, you are almost like entering this like passageway. You're going through this journey and you're coming out the other side, a different person. So like, how can we express that in the name of this business that will give other coaches the idea that like, that's what we're, we're attracting people to these coaches through that platform. And so we came up with the word like metamorphosis. I was like, what about that? Like, it's a word that's really long, right? And it's a word that like, it could mean anything. It's pretty ambiguous. It could mean a whole bunch of different things, but with the visuals, with the description, with the content we create, you know, with the like 
all the different marketing materials that we create to attract coaches to being members and then also attract like coaching clients to find their perfect coach, it really encapsulates like not only there's this transformation for the clients, but there's a transformation for the coaches as well. We're t- ideally, we're transforming their business by gathering people that are seeking them out, right? So the idea of the word metamorphosis is the word that you describe the transformation that a butterfly, a caterpillar takes to go on a butterfly. They go through a metamorphosis. So it's a hard word to say, and we are definitely going to run into um, people not knowing what it means, right? And so we have to do the work and be willing to do the work to educate people and build the brand in other ways than just we're a coaching database. You know what I mean? So those are things to all kind of consider when you're choosing the name of your business. Um, And again, I want to reiterate that you're going to be naming not only the name of your business, but you're going to be naming like retreats or offerings or membership levels or, you know, there's so many different names that you have to come up with when you're building a business that really being intentional about it and understanding the process is something we're going to really, really dive deep in and help our coaching clients on in our coaching container. So hopefully those tidbits and those tips and ideas and nuggets are going to be helpful for you if you're naming anything. And if you do have any other questions about naming a business or naming a project or naming an offering, absolutely reach out to me on Instagram at Rosemary Watson so I can give you my feedback. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I'm so glad you stopped by this little corner of the audio internet to listen to Listen on Lattes. It is a podcast brought to you by me, obviously, Rosemary Watson, which you can find out more about me on Instagram at Rosemary Watson. Um, but you can also find out more about my company. These are the people that make the magic happen. They make this podcast come to life. Um, you can find them at Artisan Creative Media Agency at artisan.agency on Instagram. And if you want to give another podcast a listen, you can listen to our agency podcast, Curated Conversations. I'm the host, and it's brought to you also by my people at Artisan Creative Media Agency. I would love, love, love to hear from you. So leave a review. Send me a DM on Instagram and let's connect in real life.